Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda is in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 9 of season 98. Our first question is, uh, ask us to give the word for uh, a court order that instructs someone to refrain from or requires someone to do a particular act. Uh, so my first thought was restraining order, and then I mm. looked at the question again and said, no, it's a word, and it's got order in there as well. And it's not restraining. That's, that seemed, that's, that's not a word for a type of court order. It didn't mm -hmm. feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, so for some reason, estoppel popped into my head. Hmm. I don't know why. Um, and I just kind of thought, yeah, that sounds familiar and would make sense there. So sure, we'll go with that. Uh, so this one really, uh, the parenthetical is what clinched it for me. Um, it notes that the court order may be temporary or permanent, mm -hmm. and that made me think of injunctions, um, which I don't know if I, you know, in my particular sphere of public health, read about court decisions more than the average uh, bear, but um, certainly, you know, I know that court orders are sometimes meant to enjoin people. That is, uh, prohibit them from uh, doing whatever it is. Um, and so that instruction becomes an injunction. It's, I, I don't know where I learned that. It might have been in my public health career or just mm. following other court-related things. Um, yeah, I just, this one uh, immediately popped to mind when I read about the temporary or permanent idea of restraining someone from doing a particular thing. So I put down injunction. And that was correct. Well done. Thank you. Question two asks us for the titular protagonist of a 1994 film and gives us several of his plaudits. Right. Notes his various sort of careers through the course of the film. Um, and really there was just one tremendously popular film in that era, in that, you know, in that mid-90s year that um, had a hero like this, and that was Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, so I did not really consider any other answers that just came to mind right away as well. Yeah, same. Uh, especially the ping-pong champion part. Mm -hmm. I think when I, as I was reading the question, just kind of zeroed in on that and thought, oh, this is going to be about Forrest Gump. Okay, yep. So, yeah, I tried to talk myself out of it in the sense of, I hate that movie, and I don't want it to be correct. <laughs> um, but, yep, that was Forrest Gump. I almost just said Gump, because mm. you know, it's asking for the character, but I'm I'm not going to get Forrest wrong. So, <laughs> I was very certain of that. So, Forrest Gump it was. And that was the correct answer, and, and such a, like I said, wildly popular money-making uh career making for tom hanks film um not one we're likely to miss mm. uh by contrast question three asks <laughs> about uh one of the key civil war battles that was a turning point for the union defeating the confederacy 
at what Mississippi River stronghold? Uh, yeah, this is one that I studied in my military career. It was Vicksburg. It was the, uh, the battle where Grant more or less cemented his, uh, I don't want to say reputation, but it cemented the cemented Lincoln's opinion of him as the, uh, the foremost general uh, of the war on the Union side and someone who needed to be uh, sort of rushed back to uh, command as much as he as Lincoln could give him. Mm. Uh, so it was in many ways as much a turning point as Gettysburg in that it had that effect of bringing Grant in and uh, putting him in charge of the war. So Vicksburg. Yeah, this is not something I've studied. Um, yeah. And so I was left to consider, like, could I possibly name a battle that is based on a Mississippi River location? Like, that's kind of the main thing that I could use as a, a way into something like this. So um, I ended up putting down New Orleans because I thought, there, you know, I don't know. If th I know there was a battle of New Orleans sometime in history. I want to say maybe it was actually the Revolutionary War, um, but either way, um, I just thought, you know, Mississippi River Stronghold makes sense that it would be kind of near the port there where, you know, people are entering or exiting the river itself. And more broadly, I've also realized I don't know um, the locations of any Civil War battle that I know the name of. <laughs> I mean, I know Gettysburg, I believe, is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of others that are, you know, that I might have some inkling of. But, you know, I don't know where Vicksburg is, even knowing that it is the correct answer to this <laughs> question. Um, I don't know what state it's in, what side of the Mississippi River it's on. You know, uh, all of this is very like the details of the Civil War completely were glossed over for me in my history education so um i put down new orleans because i just thought sure that sounds like a good um probability reasonable uh battle of new orleans was technically part of the war of 1812 but it was ah. in fact fought after the uh, treaty of ghent had been signed but before anybody knew about it oh interesting so, yeah it was, okay. it was an incredibly pointless battle well, that fits with my answer Fair. Then, yeah. for this question. Because it was Vicksburg. Right. Question four asks us, what has been ideal and modern and temporary and superfluous and perplexed and unexpected and happy and prodigal and laughing? Right. Um, really, the only one of these works, and, you know, the first being from Oscar Wilde, Henry Fielding is referenced, and then several Broadway shows. Um and the only one that I immediately recognized was Oscar Wilde's because The Ideal Husband um, was made into a movie um, starring Rupert Everett, who is delightful to watch and also smoking hot. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I knew that one was The Ideal Husband um, based on the Oscar Wilde story. And I thought all of these different adjectives listed in the question could plausibly apply to husbands. Um, so I assumed that that had to be the case. And that's what I put down. 
I didn't recognize any of these. Mm. I tried various sorts of things. I, I zoomed in on, it's got to be like a, a person, a description of a person mm-hmm. early on. And, um, and I just, but I just couldn't pin down what it might be. And I finally thought, oh, maybe these are all like wedding related. Mm. So maybe it's bride or groom. Ah. Uh, so I finally just more or less flipped a coin and kind of leaning toward groom just because I figured Oscar Wilde probably wouldn't have known what an ideal bride was or cared. <laughs> uh, but sure, groom. So that's what I went with. Uh, so close. Yeah. Uh, because it was husbands. Yep. And may I say that you didn't recognize the ideal husband is the most ironic thing <laughs> I can think of. Oh, thank you. Uh, question five brings us to a tried and true trivia factoid, uh, asking what technology standard is named after King Harold Gormson? He was Harold Bluetooth. Yes. And that is, I, I, I've heard some sort of, I don't know if it was a debunking or a refutation or something like that of this, uh, arguing that no, that's not what his nickname meant or whatever, but, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just what he, that, that, that's what I, I know about. And, you know, when you ask me about a technological standard named after a, an ancient Scandinavian king, it's Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's really no other option here. This is a, a Yekioid question, although, I mean, well, pretty much. Like, I, I don't know of other technology standards that might lend themselves to being someone's, mm-hmm. you know, Scandinavian nickname. king yeah. nickname. Um, but I have heard this um, mentioned many times. I have heard it in trivia questions many times. Um, it's, you know, it's a pretty Pavlovian one at this point. I put down Bluetooth as well. And that was correct. Question six asks us for a jazz song that is also a drink order. Right, and uh, notes that it's a way that you might request a whiskey or other spirit um, without anything mixed in or to follow. Um, So it took me a little while to realize that this was about something that was with no chaser. Mm. Like that I, I, I got about right. But I don't know this work either, and so um, I got to thinking, I think, about the sort of meme-like structure of, you know, you have one picture that's the shot and one picture that's the chaser, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're the, the one kind of builds on the other for comedic effect. Um, and so I thought, shot, no chaser, that sounds like a thing. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's familiar. And I, I did try to think of other ways that you might order a drink, like neat, for example, mm-hmm. would be without ice at the very least. And I, that kind of got away from that realizing that neat is not really a much of a, uh, doesn't generate a phrase that includes both, um, nothing mixed in and nothing to follow. Um, so I, I went back to the sort of you know, with nothing mixed in would be a shot of whatever it is, it seemed like. Um, and so shot, no chaser. Yeah, sure. That sounds like it could be a 
a jazz standard. So let's go with that. Uh, very close. I, I, yeah. I also was kind of, kind of thought, oh, this is something about neat. I thought, well, nothing to follow means n is no chaser. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is straight up no chaser. Ah. And I thought, no, wait, that's not, that doesn't sound right. Straight no chaser. Yeah, it's straight no chaser. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, straight no chaser. We'll go with that. Very good. That was the correct answer. Oh. <laughs> I left me with four on the day. Ditto. So I don't know what that'll do for me in the league here. Yeah. Um, some of these seemed extremely easy. Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump and Bluetooth in particular. Mm. I expect to lose three on Vicksburg because just... I it. would have definitely pinned you for three on that one, yeah. Yeah, I might have a little luck with straight no chaser, but, um, you know, I'm not, not sure what to make of that. And I uh, felt like, too, that question four was a little hard to defend being a combination mm. of literature and yeah. um, theater and possibly film, <laughs> um, <laughs> depending on what you've kind of sampled out of these, so... Um, I suppose like most days, it's an anything can happen yep. kind of match day. Yep. So anything else you want to No, add? just, I hope, uh, I hope our listener in our, in private league who was going up against me sees a question about a jazz song and alcohol and just automatically <laughs> knowing what everybody knows about me has to give that at least two. You would I've think. got to score at least two on that question or I just give up. Yeah, I think looking at these, I, I wouldn't pass you, put it past you to to not know any of the others quite as mm -hmm. much as that one. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's a hoping. food and drink question plus a jazz question. Yeah, specifically a drink question, which yeah. give me fits compared even compared to food ones. Right. Well. So we can hope. Yep. And that's it for today. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. Follow uh, Learned Lag with all the vowels now on Blue Sky. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.